This is Camilla and Claire Investigate. This week on Camilla and Claire Investigate Podcasting, we talk to Nick Redman, voiceover artist, voice coach and podcaster. Here's a little bit of what's coming up. We just recorded ourselves walking around Manchester going, Hiya, do you want to come to our party? It's a voiceovers party. <laughs> and we just had a wee natter. That one was an accident, to be honest. Camilla <laughs> likes so many great ideas. It makes sense for me to, as a business tool, also yeah. utilise podcasting. So like anything, there's a few little processes that you have to learn. But ultimately, if you've got the passion for sharing some kind of information, it's the perfect way of doing it without it costing you a lot. So here we are at the podcast show, and it's all happening outside. It's and nice to be. Here. It's nice to be in here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. You come here for a break, really, haven't you? Yeah, Nick? yeah, yeah. So Just this is uh, Nick Redman, who's joined me, and I feel I know you, but then I don't. So I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. So tell us. What's your background? Right, so I'm a podcaster, that's why I'm here, and a voiceover artist, and also a spoken voice and recording coach, and author of On The Mic, which is a voice training book for voiceover artists, podcasters, speakers, and presenters. This is so brilliant, because (laughs) today I'm investigating how, with Claire, how do we go about creating podcasts when we know so little? (laughs) I think you're in the right place. Yeah, (laughs) I think so too. I think so too. So how did you start out? What was your journey? Well, I've got two podcasts, the voiceover social podcast, which I make with Leah Marks and the voice coach podcast, which is my solo show Mm. all about voice training. And I started the voiceover social podcast with Leah kind of by accident. So we started a social event in Manchester. I wanted people to come and we thought as professional voice users trying to attract other professional voice users, the best way to do that would be with our voices. So instead of just writing something on the internet, inviting them to come, we decided to do a little, what we were calling it a plug, a podcast log, yeah. um, and we just recorded ourselves walking around Manchester going, Hi Ed, do you want to come to our party? It's a voiceovers party. Um, <laughs> and we just had a wee natter, and it started, and that was it. And then over the last seven years, it just developed into this huge, brilliant kind of community led, mm-hmm. investigative, uh, industry specific podcast, which is, uh, you know, won us the Inspiration Award at the One Voice yeah. Conference and got us uh, nominated at the British Podcast Awards opposite Stephen Bartlett, Diary of a CEO. Like it was insane. So that one was an accident, to be honest, Camilla. (laughs) Like so many great ideas. Exactly. And and your solo one. How about that? Well, that came about because I realised how much I loved podcasting as a medium. And I realised as someone who's been communicating on the mic for so long, it makes sense for me to, as a business tool, also utilise podcasting. So I just wanted a way for people to experience a bit of my coaching, like a wee taster, Mm. without having to pay for it. Or, you know, one of my big beefs with voice coaching has always been that it's felt like it's behind the school, drama school doors, or, you know, it's only for public speakers or politicians. And my manifesto, I suppose, is that voice coaching is for everyone. So Mm. there needed to be something out there that people could try. And I couldn't find a spoken voice podcast that Mm. trained people and give people exercises bit by bit. So that's what I did. So the voice coach podcast is like little episodes, 10 to 12 minutes, started off weekly, and now I've dropped down to monthly. And it just takes you through the voice training process, really. That's wonderful. And, And where do we find your podcast? Well, Camilla, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, (laughs) For the voiceover social, head to uh, vosocial.com. And for my other one, head to my website, which is nickremanvoice.com. Okay. 
Great. And what to do when I finish with this show? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, brilliant. What was the um, process like? I mean, did you feel that you needed to bring in producers? or Leah and I kind of find our way with that one. And mm. I say Leah and I find our way with the VoiceOver Social Podcast. And what I mean is Leah did it all. Okay. <laughs> she was wonderfully control freaky about wanting to do all the editing yes. and all the production. And I, as someone who hates that side of it, was like, Bibs, you knock yourself out. So all I really did with that one is what she told me to do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Which easy. is great. Yeah. Then with the Voice Coach podcast, I did for the first year get mm. someone to produce it for me because I needed, I know I was churning it out as business content and like a mm. lead generation tool. Ultimately, it's like a lead magnet. Yeah. You know, something you put out for free that people can use to, to reach you. Yeah. And I got someone to produce that one for me for a while. And it was a business investment. Yeah. And now I do that one on my own as well because yeah. I know a bit more about it. Okay. Coming to places like the podcast show. <laughs> yeah. Big magnet this one, isn't oh it? Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Lead magnet. That sounds really fancy. So. Oh, it's exactly? one of those mad business terms that I use, like funnel, that my husband absolutely hates. <laughs> it's basically a way of getting people to get in touch with you. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. So if you put something out there... Yeah. that they're interested in that they can get for free and then at the end of it you're like yeah and if you want to know more join my mailing list yeah. or join my newsletter so, so you're creating an addiction <laughs> for for good voice I yeah. think that's a good addiction it is a yeah. very good addi- uh, addiction sure <laughs> okay so can anyone do a podcast do you think it was interesting the keynote here was all about the fact that podcasting's started as an open medium in the sense that anybody could do it as long as you've got something you can speak into and some way of getting to the internet. Mm. Like you can start a podcast with a phone Mm. and, you know, a a 4G connection if you want. That's the nice thing about it. There Mm. aren't any barriers, really. And another talk I went to was all about how, you know, indie podcasters, which would be those non-produced, kind of self-produced podcasts. They're really purpose and passion driven and help driven and desire driven rather than like money or revenue or fame. Mm. So all of the podcasters who are starting out do it because they have a really exciting passion for something that they want to share mostly. And anybody can really do that as long as you've got something to talk into. Mm. And you can do a wee bit of Googling (laughs) to work out how to upload it to a host and things. So like anything, there's a few little processes that you have to learn. But ultimately... If you've got the passion for sharing some kind of information, it's the perfect way of doing it without it costing you a lot because you can just do it with your phone. But how about people who are really shy about their voice? I mean, I remember when I first spoke in front of a microphone many, many years ago. I mean, it's, it's, it's all about getting used to the sound of your own voice, isn't it? Yeah. Like that's one big hurdle to, to get over for some anyway. Yeah, because your voice yeah. sounds different to you in your head as it does when you hear it play back. That's yeah. for sure. You know, yeah. we know that as, as voiceover professionals. And a lot of my podcasting clients come to me going, I want to start a podcast to share my business, but I hate the sound of my own voice. <laughs> that's, that's a great starting point, isn't it? <laughs> and the first thing I say is, your voice is brilliant. Yeah. Don't be so mean to yourself. And, you mm. know, then we go on a journey mm. to help them with that. Mm. So, I think it's just about process. I think it's about exposure therapy. Mm. So if I get someone coming to me and they're prepping to start a podcast or I'm I'm part of their launch process as they build up to it, I just get them to record and listen back every day. Even if the first day it's 10 seconds. Yes. Even if it's then 20 seconds, 30 seconds, just record something and listen back. Record something, listen back Mm. over and over and over again. And eventually you start to hear yourself in a more objective way Ah. and give yourself a bit of a break. Yes. A bit like watching yourself on, on camera as well, yes. I guess. Isn't I think it? that's why I never made it on telly, because I hated, <laughs> I hated watching myself. So here's an idea. 
anyone who wants to be a YouTuber but it feels uncomfortable about their own, you know, watching themselves back on camera could turn to podcast. Podcasting, podcasting is a great uh, gateway drug, I think, <laughs> gateway medium for, yeah. for YouTubing. Although, interestingly, a lot of ch- chat at the podcast show this year and last year as well, mm. from what I hear, is the fact that people are now doing video podcasting. Uh. Boo! <laughs> Down with video. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of... There's a lot of demand, depending on who you are, for mm. also recording the video mm. and using that as part of at least the marketing strategy, putting it on YouTube and that kind of thing as well. So you can do both. The nice thing about podcasting is there's flex. You can do whatever. The show can yeah. be any format. You can record it anywhere. Mm. You can release them as much as you want or as little as you want. You can do video. You can just do audio. Like, that's the exciting thing. You know, the yeah. parameters are yours. Yeah. I think I detected a, a little sort of tone in your voice that you prefer you weren't so favorable of um, YouTube (laughs) yes I will say podcasting is an audio medium forever I'm not a video podcaster I keep trying but I just don't like it and interestingly in my clients as well it does weird things to their voice too when they're just focusing on the microphone and they're not worrying about what they look like it's one set of problems that we took that we work through or things to learn when they also then have to think about the camera and their lines and where their script is and whatever's going on there, it's a whole other heap of problems. Yes. So I, I think audio only is easier if you're getting mm. started, but you do have to bear in mind that there's an expectation for visuals as well sometimes. Mm. So mm. It's, it's completely up to you. You've got to find a way to do it that works for you. But I am, I'm podcasting as audio for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do you find your audience? Do you, do you ever think about that or do you just sort of think, I put it out there and they'll come? There's lots of different ways, mainly online presence. Yeah. And there's been tons and tons of marketing chats and um, PR chats here mm. at the conference this year. I think the main thing is consistency, getting it on as many of the podcasting platforms as possible. Yeah. Some kind of a website if you have it. Yeah. And also then building a community around it seems to be the best way. I was quite lucky because I already had the Voice and Accent Hub, which is my online Facebook community. Mm. Plus, I already had the Voice Over Social community uh, when I launched the Voice Coach podcast yeah. and my community of clients and people who've done my workshops and things. So I do think community is key as well, like getting as many people in your world or listening to what you're saying in the run-up to launching it just basically nagging people and making sure they know that it's happening (laughs) yeah that sounds good nag just nag yeah Yeah, just nag that's a good one if anyone is listening to this and they feel you know i'm quite quite keen on mm, tempted to think about starting a podcast but i feel really nervous and shy and don't know if my voice is going to sound very good how can Nick Redman help? <laughs> <laughs> so various different ways, really. Mm. So I help with, number one, warm-ups and things to make your voice like feel good and feel expressive and really clear and focused so that you're not editing all the mistakes that you make if you trip over mm. your words, all that kind of stuff. The other thing is help with uh, structure. Yeah. So I help people structure and find the story in their podcast and their message and their why. I also help people because honestly that helps your voice. Okay. So that's where the link is for me. You know, if someone yeah. says, I want to do a podcast, I'm like, why? And they say, because I think I should. I'm like, well, it's not going to sound authentic or no. connected to you if you don't know why you're doing it. So a little bit of that stuff as well. And then I also help people with uh, the delivery. So sounding conversational, even if you're reading from a script or mm. finding comfort on the mic so that you don't feel like you're um and an on all the time. Mm. Not that ums and ahs are that much of an issue. It's just for some people, they uh, they do get a little bit upset with themselves. 
So I think finding focus on the microphone, both vocally, mentally, making sure that you come across in the way that you need to or would like to. Yeah, that sounds all great. Can you remember any big blunders or anything hmm. you would have done differently just to sign this off? I don't think so. No. Um, I think the mistakes help you change it and make it better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the nice yeah. thing about the Voice Over Social podcast is it has developed and it's always changed. So if you start with one format and it doesn't work, just change it. It yeah. doesn't mean you have to start the whole new podcast. Just change mm. it and play around. Test things mm. with the audience, I think. Uh, I loved that I started mine weekly. Yeah. And now I've dropped down to monthly because of there's so much going on. Just remember that it takes consistency. So don't start weekly if you can't keep it up. Mm. You know, if all you've got is every other week or monthly, then that's great. Yeah. It's about consistency. So that's the main thing I think I can say. And also maybe buy my book. I don't know. It's called On the Mic and it's available at onthemicbook.com. I think <laughs> definitely go and buy the book. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been really interesting to listen to. And I'm Thank not going to hold you here for much longer because there's so much happening outside. I know. I'm only supposed to be in a talk. Let's oh. do it. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Nick. Thank you. Thank you. What's all that about? Camilla and Claire investigate. Coming up in the next show, we talk to Suze Cooper from Big Tent Media. There are a lot of podcasts out there and the way that you're podcast sounds is really important to people there are millions of them but there are loads of books in the world as well and no one's telling authors not to write i love that that's a such a perspective on it that's making me feel a load better consistency doesn't necessarily mean that every single episode has to run in exactly the same way be the same length or anything like that to make sure you get hold of the latest camilla and claire investigate subscribe on your favorite podcast app thanks 